genre. Welcome to the New Republic Archives, where we discuss the history and legends of a galaxy far, far away. I'm Tim. And I'm Gary. And we're here on this April 1st to talk about the parodies of Star Wars. We're doing a couple parodies. Uh, So uh, we picked a couple. um, We wanted to do the one that started it all. Um, So we'll start off and talk about Hardware Wars. Uh, released in 1978, and then uh, once we're wrapped up with that, we're going to do um, the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars special, uh, which is... I'm excited to talk about this. I'm so happy that, like, you recommend... Like, when we were talking about doing parody episodes, right? Like, we found out this episode was going to be coming out on April 1st, and we spent a long time debating, like, what, what we were going to talk about for this week. Um... Phineas and Ferg was not even on my list of, like, potential things we would talk about for Star Wars, and I'm so happy that I watched this because it's a really fun. No, yeah, this one's, uh, I don't typically watch the Phineas and Ferb show. I know you said you've watched. I'd seen a bit of it. You know, like, the benefit of having a bunch of little sisters is that, like, I was still watching Disney Channel shows when I was, like, out of high school. Yeah, I watched. I have a ton of siblings as well, younger siblings. Totally. And I just never watched this one. This is just one that so. they were into, right? Like yeah. my sisters, my sisters like Fabius and Ferb. It was something that was on quite often. And like, I just, I love those characters. We'll get into, we can get into Phineas and Ferb yeah. later, but. But um, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, we, there's obviously tons and tons and tons of Star Wars parodies. Oh my God. So um, but I thought it would be, you know, it'd be appropriate to go through at least the first one. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, you know, we could have done family guy or, um, and there's a, a million Lego ones or space watched, balls or I, whatever. Oh yeah. There's some really good Lego ones actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's like, but yeah, so these are the two we're doing today. Um, if you want, you can always, uh, <laughs> tweet us. Uh, we'll go ahead and give you the, uh, Twitter at the end of the episode, but, uh, yeah, you can always tweet us with your favorite Star Wars parodies. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll engage on Twitter, uh, too, cause it's, uh, it's super fun. So yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, engage with us on Twitter at NR archives pod. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's NR for new Republic archives pod, um, for podcasts. Um, anyway, let's start off with talking about hardware wars. Um, Gary, had you ever watched hardware wars before? I had never seen Hardware Wars before. You know, I don't think I even heard anyone talk about Hardware Wars till after Last Jedi came out. Because there's like the reference in Last Jedi that I didn't know was a reference to something when I saw that movie. Oh, yeah. The ship. It looks like a it looks like a ship, but it's a it's It's an iron. iron? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because there's the iron ship in the in the um movie well if anyone hasn't you can watch it on youtube um there's actually several uploads of it yeah it's like 13 13 minutes minutes long um it's kind of structured like it's a trailer for the movie hardware wars yeah but that is the that is the short is it's you know 13 minutes um what did you what did you think i'm uh it's hard like i want to be like oh this is really fun but like 
And it is, but also growing up in a generation where like do-it-yourself YouTube videos are like really commonplace. It it feels it launched a expression of video making that is still gone on to this day, like 40 years later. Yeah, um, for sure. One of the things that really impressed me was like, man, they made this like right after I Star tried Wars so had come yeah, out. it's like eight, it's like 18 months I think later. Yeah, it that's came when out, it's like, released, right? October. So they've been making it. Yeah. So as soon as this movie No, Star Wars was still in theaters when right. Hardware Wars came out. Yeah, and it's for a fan film essentially. Now they obviously had uh some experience in the industry and everything, yeah. but still it was pretty high production for you know if you look at it like that like it's like a pretty well, a lot of the uh a lot of the post-production folks went on to do like actual work with like hollywood film um yeah including i think one of the post-production guys went on to help work on Spaceballs. that makes sense so yeah so we want to uh talk a little bit of like the production notes it was made by um written directed and produced by ernie Fosselius. yep i think that's how you pronounce it um, he had previously made Pork Lips Now, um, which was a, another parody of uh, another franchise that we don't do a podcast on. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you see what he ended up uh, doing for Star Wars? Yeah, he started, he, I did. He ended up doing I some did. Stuff for apparently, so the all the notes that I could find said that apparently George Lucas enjoyed Hardware Wars. And it probably reminded him of starting out making film. Yeah. And probably, Ernie yeah. Fossilius uh, did the voice of Malakili the Rancor Keeper in Return of the Jedi. He also did the voice of Poggle the Lesser what? in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Wait, no, wait, no. Is that that's true? What, I... That's what I found. You can you can Google it. Hold on. <laughs> so yeah, I can hear I you furiously Googling. I thought it was. That's what. Oh, yeah. No, that's what it. What the heck? See, so I have Martin. Saskas. Why did why did it say that on uh, his page then? I don't know. See, the thing, the thing. Yeah, because Pongo the Lesser was also in the voice actor. Martin Koskis was also in uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy as Celeborn, the like right hand to Galadriel. Hang on. where? Let me find this. uh, Yeah, I know Celeborn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, on. This is the most interesting podcast uh, topic, but <laughs> I wasn't expecting to get pushback on this, Gary. So <laughs> I apologize. I was I just going to put this into the... He provided the voice of Poggle the Lesser in Star Wars Episode Two: The Attack of the Clones. Huh. In the, on the Wikipedia thing. So That's why did, so weird. Maybe there were two people that did it. Maybe. Or, or maybe it was one of those, like... I don't know. I'm not actually sure. so strange. We have parody. I I am inclined to believe that he did not. Yeah. Um. Now that I'm going through this, or maybe he went and did like, maybe he did like a couple lines. Um, that yeah. I mean, Pongo the Lesser doesn't speak English, right? Like it's just yeah. He does sound. like some clicks. It's like clicks and so yeah. Maybe it's a combination thing. I don't know. The thought yeah, of Celeborn being Pongo the Lesser also is weird to me. Yeah, um, but that casts into doubt whether he was actually the Sobs of Malakili, but yeah, which is a great name for like a a ship the in Star Sobs Wars. The Sobs of Malakili. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Okay. Well, he may or may not have been a <laughs> voice of Puggle the Lesser. Um, uh, write going, in and let us know. Just like further reading his Wikipedia, it also says that he apparently contributed music and was co-redded, is credited with co-writing the song Lopty Neck. Yes, that's what that's what I heard as well. But I again, I am now, I now doubt casting into this. doubt everything from Wikipedia. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, he was a popular, uh, not popular, but he was a <laughs> prolific uh, writer at the time. Yeah. It seemed like he had um, a lot of gigs. The the Hardware Wars is credited as being the most profitable short film of all time. It made over a million dollars on a budget of eight thousand, which wow. means that it was more su- technically more successful than Star Wars. Yeah, by some, yeah, yeah <laughs> by exactly. some uh, metrics. Uh, apparently, he wrote uh, some episodes of Cookie Monster. Or I'm sorry, of uh, Sesame Street, which explains the Cookie Monster puppet, the Cookie Monster puppet, the Wookie Monster that is lit- the Wookie Monster. They dyed it brown. Um, which is my favorite character in Hardware Wars. Is it? <laughs> um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, it, it's, yeah, the, the show itself. Uh, How did you feel one about of, this? I, I more appreciated it for what it was than sure. actual um, enjoying the com. Oh, one more note. Um, the narrator is Paul Freeze. Paul Freeze! Paul which Freeze! Which is huge. How did they that's, get Paul Freeze That's such a huge, this? huge get. Um, if you don't know Paul Freeze, he did so much stuff, but I know him from my childhood as the ghost host from yeah. uh, Haunted Mansion. He does all of that. Um, but he does just he has voice things. credits he... going back all the way to 1939. Yeah, he's he's got one of those voices. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that's one of the big ones. But yeah, so it, it's kind of a movie trailer. A lot of it is just sort of they just kind of run through. The plot. The plot of Star Wars. Yeah. But they have, you know, hardware and kitchen utensils and stuff mm-hmm. instead of shit. They just use whatever and... they had in their house to make this yeah. movie. And, yeah, it's, like, down to, like, the lines. They're basically just saying all the lines that kind of go through everything. Um, a lot of it are, like, uh, puns based on... Sometimes based mm-hmm. on nothing. Sometimes <laughs> just, like, oh, this is a funny way to say, you know, the... Um, the the character's name. Luke so there's Starbucker. Augie, yeah, Augie Luke Starbucker. Ben the Red Eye Knights. The Red Eye um, Knights. Princess Android. Ham Salad. Darth Nader. Darth Nader. That's um, a Ralph Nader reference, right? Four Q two, who just looks like the Tin Man from Four Q two. Yeah, he's 4Q2. I didn't like think about the name no? until just now when you said it. Yeah, yeah, oh, they're all just kind of silly this jokes. This is like a bunch of friends who were like, yeah. "I like this movie. We should make a thing." How did the? Okay, I tried to look into this. Like, I know that eventually okay. it was released on VHS by Pyramid Films, along with like a handful of other spoofs, including Poor Clips Now and Bambi Meets Godzilla. Yeah, but which I love, Bambi Meets Godzilla. How? How did people? watch this like people were they like friends lending friends their vhs tape like this made a million dollars 
Yeah, it must have been something like that. Yeah. That's uh, mind-blowing. I'm not sure. I'm sorry to the older folks in the audience who know the answer to this. Yeah, but, please uh, tell I'm me. Just... I tried to, I tried to like, do research on this and couldn't really find a definitive answer. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I, It makes me of... think of, it makes, there's a, there's a, there's a moment in White and Nerdy, the Weird Al song. Yeah. Where the line is about like, God, I don't remember the line of the song is. There's a sequence in that video where he's doing like a drug deal style deal. And the dude gives him a VHS tape of the Star Wars holiday special. And like, that's what yeah. it makes me think of. It's like <laughs> backyard pirate deals of like copyright VHSs. I'm sure there was some of that going on as, as well. Um, let's see. What do we uh, so did you have like a favorite like uh, special effects gag or like what was your favorite like hardware used as? Oh, man. Um, personally, I, don't know. I really I liked, do like the iron is the ship. Oh, I and like the iron is the, the ship. when they're being chased at the beginning and it's a toaster behind them that's firing toast at them. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I liked the cassette player um, when art when four Q2. And uh, Artie Deco, they're trying to escape and they get they go into the little thing and the cassette player shoots the yeah, cassette out. Yes. And that's the escape pond. That's fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of the jokes were just sort of like, yep, remember this from there? Uh -huh. Like from the movie? Um, this then, would not be this popular. No. In 2021. No, but it started what yeah. you know, things that are. Are very popular. This is exactly um, the thing. Is like I definitely got the feeling this this inspired a whole generation of like fandom filmmakers. Yeah, it sure seemed like it. Um, I thought I thought the actual special effects of the ships flying around or the ships uh, in <laughs> quotations, uh, like the corkscrews and the like you said the toast and everything, it actually looked pretty good yeah, for being it like fan made. Out. Uh. You know, so it's just like, yeah, OK, you know, they did a good job overall. Um, you could tell a lot of love was put into it. Yeah. from what, Like I said, from what I could find, a lot of the post-production team actually went on to work on like Hollywood films uh, yeah. in a way that a lot of the like actors and stuff did. They were just like friends yeah. of Fossilius who agreed to do this one thing and then never did a, another acting gig. Right. Yeah. The the thing is, is that is it is the like thing that starts a lot of like inside jokes. Yeah. Um, whereas we see in later um, parodies, you know, there's a lot of inside references to like fan commentaries and stuff like that. I think in the next one we watched, um, there's a line where um, they're cleaning up Greedo's dead body and someone says, like, I could have sworn he shot first, but yeah, maybe. Uh -huh. You know, maybe it was the other guy. I don't know. Like, you know, like it's like, OK, there was controversy. So there's there's also a lot of like exterior storytelling. Yeah, this I guess, is meta, meta storytelling that wasn't around there yet. Solely um, just time. riffing on the text of the first movie. Right. Um. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely interesting. Ham um, salad looks like the most tired person in the galaxy. He is, which is good because he should <laughs> look like the most tired person in the galaxy. Look who he's with. Um, <laughs> uh, Princess Android has actual cinnamon buns on yep. the side of her head, which in my favorite scene get eaten by um, <laughs> Chuchilla the Wookiee monster. Uh, um, appropriate. Yes. Um, very good. Anytime you've got puppets and 
Sesame Street. Yeah. Puppets, all that. I'm good. I'm on board. Chinchilla is um, a good puppet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Overall thoughts were it was definitely fun. Definitely worth watching as like a. It was entertaining. I'm probably never going to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars fan heritage. Yeah. Um, it's a legacy moment, right? It definitely is. Um, so, yeah, with that, uh, since that's about how long the film was, and we talked about it for about how long the, yeah. this could be the commentary track from, uh, the New Republic Archives to the, uh, We could have just done the commentary track and... There you go. It would have been fun. <laughs> it would have been about the same. Short episode. Uh, so yes, yeah, so let's, uh, move on to the next thing we watched. We watched the Phineas and Ferb holiday, or Star Wars special. Uh, I'm sure they have plenty of holiday specials as well. Yeah, they did a, so... I found just like a little behind the scenes. Apparently they had just wrapped doing the uh, they did a Marvel special. And then Disney acquired Star Wars and one of the. um, Let me see if I can find the actual like note. Uh, One of the producers, I believe, or one of the like artists who work for the show. Yeah, co-creator Dan Povenmire, according to Wikipedia, did a doodle of Doofenshmirtz dresses Darth Vader and texted it to the head of Disney Animation, Disney Television Animation, and wrote, awesome. I smell crossover. And then uh, within two years of that news, this came out. So, so immediately it was like, we this? should do this. You, you kind of mentioned that you really loved uh, this one, and, and I do too. It's honestly fun. one of my... It's honestly one of my favorites of the um, parodies that I've seen. Yeah, same. Uh, I think the thing that I like about this most, um, before we even like really dig into like plot stuff, mm-hmm. the thing I think I enjoy about this most is that this isn't like, let's put our characters in the places of Star Wars characters. Exactly. This is a story that takes there place ancillary to Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, and they still do some of that, but yeah. um, you're right. It's not. T- it's not like... Like every other one, like the Family Guy one is mm-hmm. just like, hey, remember this? And hey, this character is Han Solo like, now. And this yeah, guy's look, Luke's this guy. No, these are, yeah. they just, they know Luke. They've met Ben. Yeah. Like, you can tell it was made and written by people who really, really loved Star Wars. Yeah. Like extreme Star Wars nerds. There are so many very, very nice references. Like, yeah. they, they get back. After their first day, after that first song about living yeah. on Tatooine. And they I was thinking Luke, about this one, too. And they tell Luke, like, because they, they have, like, big pod racer engines on their on their speeder. And they're like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, we just picked up some power converters at Tashi Station. I'm just like, and that's why he wants to get it. <laughs> but even that scene is supposed to be them meeting him during a deleted scene from A New Hope. Yeah. He's wearing the right outfit. Uh-huh. Treadwell's there. Hey, um, Treadwell. Hey, yeah, like, it's all, like, that's a deleted scene from Star Wars mm-hmm. that is, they just used as part of their, you know. It's um, really delightful. Yeah, you could definitely tell this is made by people who love the franchise. Yeah, um, which is one of the reasons I, I absolutely love this one. And to your point, um, they even, during the crawl, uh, you kind of get the sense of the humor they're going for, but the crawl says episode 4A. Uh-huh. Um, which tells you that it's episode four, but it's kind of like an A plot that's like side. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of 
a tangent to the actual Star That's Wars. That's really fun. And then they do the very wise thing of at the end saying, uh, "None canon. of this is canon. <laughs> Don't, Don't worry. worry, none of this is canon. Just enjoy." Uh, <laughs> Which I love. It's really Disney needs to do that on more stuff. For real, and they're though. like, "Look, nerds, don't just, worry about this." Yeah, one. stop, stop overthinking it. Like, just have a yeah. good time. This is just for you to have a good time. Um, yeah. Uh, the every one of the songs is great, and they're all so every good. single they're one of them is good. So good. There are five songs. There are five songs starting with Tatooine. Uh, I love in the Empire the one that Candace sings. So, yeah, so there's a point where, um, so Candace, who is Phineas's older sister, uh-huh. um, and, uh, I guess Ferb's stepsister, um. Yeah, she's the one might... in the main show, like, uh, again, like, just trying mm-hmm. to get them in trouble for the antics they do. The two of them are inventors and do these really ridiculous right. things on their, on their days off. And none of their parents don't believe that they're doing this, um. And she's always trying to get them in trouble. So, like, it makes yeah. perfect sense that she's an Empire uh, character. Yeah, so she's a, she's uh, TK90210. <laughs> Which uh, I love. She is a stormtrooper. Um, and she's there with uh, her sidekicks, Buford and Baljeet, mm-hmm. uh, who are also stormtroopers. Um, so I like that, that they're they're in there. Um, we do meet Phineas and Ferb pretty early. They're very happy on Tatooine. Yeah, they're like, this uh, is our life. We could do whatever we want. We could build shit. Like, we're just going to stay here. Who cares yeah. about that conflict going on? Yeah, they're very happy with it. Um, and it, they're, they're even put up next to Luke. Like, Luke's always mopey. He hates it here. He's going to be gone as soon as it... Let me guess. He was staring wistfully into the sunset. Exactly. He wants to go. Um... So yeah, they want to go. Um, we do meet uh, Candace and uh, Buford and Baljeet, and they sing their "In the Empire" song, which is very great. Um, and their whole mission for the first act or so, first act and a half, is they have to pick up socks for Darth Vader. <laughs> okay, I have a question. Yes, Darth Vader doesn't. Darth Vader doesn't have feet, right? Like he doesn't have. He got cut off at like the <clears throat> knees. He has um, prosthetic feet. I guess, but like, do you put socks over prosthetic feet, Tim? For style, sometimes. I guess, but like, I don't know, man. Like, is he wearing? Okay, so, so, this is like I mean, maybe a little pants. too nitpicky, but like, you've got Vader the torso, right? Yeah. And then the I assume that like the sci- all the cybernetic attachments like that his suit is just the prosthetic like there's not like a prosthetic leg and then he's putting on clothes and then he's putting on the vader armor like where do the socks go yeah good point cuz we see when his hand gets cut off it's just like wires uh-huh it's not like seared clothes over no exactly seared. he doesn't does Vader even like, wear Luke clothes? Luke gets the most advanced does, prosthetic does of Anakin everybody. Does Anakin even wear clothes? Like, he doesn't need clothes. He doesn't need to put a shirt on before he puts his armor on. Maybe they weren't for wearing. Maybe he's got a collection. <laughs> of socks. Yeah. Great. So he's, yeah. But anyway, Vader <laughs> definitely wants these socks. He really wants these socks. Um, her commanding officer who's making her go get the socks is Simon Pegg. Is it? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, he was, so yeah, he's trying to get them to get the socks. Uh, so that's their whole thing, uh, for the first act is they're on the, uh, um, 
they're on track to try to find socks for Darth Vader. She, yeah, she wants so bad. She thinks that she's figured something out and wants so bad to be like, no, I'm right about this. And this is going to get me a promotion. And her boss is like, did you get those right. socks yet? Exactly. So her whole thing and actually both of uh, all three of them, they really want to get some action and, and actually like, yeah, do be something. cool stormtroopers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see who else is who else are playing here. We oh we have uh how did I forget Agent P? Agent P uh, Perry the ah uh, Perry the platypus. Yeah, he's there and he's the one that actually steals the Death Star plans for Princess Leia. Yeah. Um, and then promptly is told to get out of her shot when she's recording the <laughs> um, help me Obi Wan Kenobi message uh, and has to wait behind the bulkhead. Um, but he's on a mission to make sure he gets it because as soon as uh. As soon as uh, R2 goes down, he drops the CD that the Death Star plans were on. Yeah. And so uh, Agent P has to make sure that they get back to R2. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically making everything that R2 is doing this whole time pointless because he there's like a secondary. The there's a plans. you have to deliver the plans to the resistance or the re the rebellion. And then there's the oh, you need to deliver the plans to the person who's delivering the plans to the rebellion. Yeah, exactly. Um, because, yeah, the whole time is. They R2 run over R2-D2. The boys run over R2-D2. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really sad and really funny. That's their, that's his first plot. So then you've got um, Darth and Schmertz. Yeah. And Darth uh, Norm Threepio. Who invented a nutcracker that was the basis for the Death Star. Exactly. And Darth and Schmertz literally does not understand the purpose of making his nutcracker so big. No. No, like, well, he doesn't want anything to do unfeasible. with destroying planets or hurting people. Like, this yeah, is just. He's just like, now, like, there's no nuts this big. Like, you this know, is... I love, I love, like, it's prevalent in this, but it's good in all of Phineas and Ferb. I love that, like, your principal characters are inventors and your villain is just an inventor at, like, a lower caliber. Yeah. It's kind of uh, Dexter's Lab ish. Yeah. Except, De yeah. Mandark is not necessarily lower. Character, <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate Mandark. Yeah, I like that. Um, so, yeah, so his whole thing is he's trying to, one, get recognized for his Death Star concept, mm -hmm. um, but he's terrible at that. And then he creates another machine to get recognized. He wants to again. become a really powerful Sith. Yeah. So he creates his machine, the Sithinator, which right. runs on Vader's garbage. Right. Anytime Vader <laughs> throws anything away, um, it like leaves a lingering Sith power, which sounds like <laughs> something that would actually be canon. Uh, it's like it's like almost it's legitimate. Like, it's right there. Um. So yeah, he powers the his Sithinator. Um. With all of that. Um. A couple things uh, before we move on with the plot. Uh, Phineas and Ferb mentioned that they have Jedi lessons with Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Just, they just take Jedi lessons. They just are taking Je Jedi lessons. Uh, it's interesting, though. Phineas never uses the Force in this movie. But Ferb does. Ferb does, right. And I think that's interesting. Maybe his Force powers are different. Like, he's got the Force power, Force optimism. Maybe. That yeah. makes sense for Phineas. Force optimism. <laughs> yeah. If if Phineas were a anime character, he would be the Naruto type and the like Steven Universe type of like, I'm going to talk to you and redeem you so that we don't have to fight in the first place. Yeah, exactly. That's his whole thing. Uh huh. Um, he doesn't want anyone to get hurt and all that. And they don't really. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, they run into uh, R2 during while he's escaped and trying to find uh, Ben Kenobi. Um, and they offer, right. to, offer to give him a lift, but he decides, no, I'm just going to go on my own. Uh-huh. But he leaves the Death Star plans with them. Um, and that's what... Uh, actually, Agent P was there, too. Yeah. Wasn't he there at that yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, he and was he there it. to deliver the plans, I think. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, uh, but yeah, yeah. somehow, the, somehow the, 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 the somehow the Death Star plans end up with the with Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, they end up with Phineas and Ferb because they run over R2, and it's like an accident. Like, they let him go and take off, but the, the CD yeah. has popped out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they get it, and then he gets to, um, and then they keep going, but then they're like, oh, Oh no, like we have the Death Star plans. We need to get these back yeah, to they realize it's the Death Star plans because they meet Wado Sun Blotto. <laughs> That's right. And they just like play it. They just like show it to all of the market on Tatooine. Yep. We have yeah. the Death Star plans. That was great. So they go to the same cantina. Um, as mentioned earlier, right after Han has shot Greedo. <laughs> Um, they run into Isabella. I love Isabella. Who has her own so ship. Much. The Centennial um, Chihuahua. The Centennial Chihuahua, which she doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> why she called it that. Um, she, she almost finished the, the Kessel Run in 11 parsecs, but was cut true. off by Han Solo. She got cut off. Yeah. Which doesn't, actually, that sounds about right. <laughs> she would be in the background of the Solo movie. Yeah. The Centennial For some Chihuahua reason, was doing there. the same kettle run, Kessel Run. She also just <laughs> escaped. She was getting something else that same day and was like, Robot Rebellion, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> just worked out. <laughs> um, Let's see here. Uh, we have... So yeah, so that whole thing, we see Doofenshmirtz with his new Sithinator, um, and he has a great Sithinator song. He does! Um, mm-hmm. With a big dance number and everything, and he's got background dancers who he's very nice to. Um, yeah, I love that his song. I love that his song is like a big Broadway esque number, and it ends, yeah. and they're like, "That was even better than rehearsal," implying yeah. that they've tried this a bunch of times. Yeah, and he's like, "Stick around, I'm going to have a big number in the fourth act. I'm successful." <laughs> yeah, if it all goes well. <laughs> I love that. I want to know what his last song was gonna be. Oh, and we have, um, I forgot, in the cantina, we see Max Rebo and Vanessa the Twi'lek. So Vanessa in the main show, Vanessa is Mm. Doofenshmirtz's daughter. Right. Um, And so, like, I Which I I don't see why why she couldn't still be in this. She could be. We don't know. Yeah. Um, It probably works out. I'm sad they make a joke about, like, we'll see you in the sequel. And, like, I don't think we're ever going to get a Phineas and Ferb Empire. I don't think we need a sequel for everything, though. That's true. But I would like it. It was this was fun. It was super fun. Um, We have a scene where uh, they so the the stormtroopers, Candace and uh, Buford Buford and Bajit. Yeah. And Bajit. uh, They return the socks to the commander who's like, I need to deliver these to Darth Vader personally. Uh, and then it's found out that they gave him a sandwich and not his socks. And we literally see the commander get executed by By Vader. Vader. The one and Um, only line Vader has in this whole film. And it's when he's choking out their commander. And it's, I find your lack of socks disturbing. (laughs) It's bad. Which is, Yeah. (laughs) 
But I, I'm um, into it. Um, so they get to they get to the Death Star. The thing that I like is like because they met Blotto and were able to show the video and see that this was plans for the Death Star. When they approach the Death Star, Phineas can also be like, "That's no moon," because like he's already he seen knows. the plans. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like it. And then when we get to the Death Star, they're reunited with Perry the Platypus. And I, like I said, I, I've watched a bit of Phineas and Ferb, but I fell off far before this special came out. So, like, I know that canonically they do find out that Perry the Platypus is a spy. Like, that's a secret right. for most of the show. Mm -hmm. So at this point, Perry, Perry has been revealed to be a spy, has gone off to live his own life, but they, like, still reunite sometimes because their paths cross. And I like yeah. that the boys are just like, we're okay with this. Like, he's doing his own thing. Like, oh, yeah, it was a little hurtful at first, but yeah. we, we kind of got, got over it. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 fun. Um, one of the things I like about this, uh, this special as a whole is as someone who's I, this is the first. Yeah. Phineas and Ferb anything I've watched. Um, but they really help you, like, get to know kind of what the relationships are how everyone uh, knows each other. Like, you don't have to have watched the yeah, totally. any of the show, really. Um, you kind of know, it's like, yep, that's the... I can the tell that's the running similar, gag. Like, and, exactly. like, what... I can tell Doofenshmirtz is just sort of a bad inventor. And uh -huh. he's... Uh, all, of his, all, of his, all of his devices are called innators. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very good. It's very easy to just jump in and watch. And yeah. I do recommend anyone who would like to um it's all on disney plus so yeah totally. even if you've never watched phineas and ferb i think this is yeah. definitely worth uh worth a watch too the songs are all really solid i made a They're joke very good. i was watching this with victoria who folks might know from harry potter minute and i was like i bet you there's like six songs in this and there's five but i was close yeah. and they're really good they're really they're good all really they're good. all really good well, did you include the like closing end dance yeah. number? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that's five. Yeah, because uh, we we the only one we didn't talk about so far was "I'm Feeling So Low," which I think is the first Vanessa song because she's got yeah, two songs. Yeah, that's the first one. Um, yeah, I thought freaking Isabel Isabella uh, shot Vanessa, but they I know they played that I well. I was like, did she just? Shoot her? I thought that was so funny. I was like, holy shit, they made her shoot her. And no, she just shot and, you know, they, or she just shot the instrument. But, yeah. uh, Those yeah. are really funny. Um, some good gags. So um, Ferb gets um, Agent P is looking for. Um, he's trying to stop Doofenshmirtz. Like, that's he's trying his to stop Doofenshmirtz once he's struggle, there. Right. Um, and Doofenshmirtz catches him. Darth and Schmirtz. I'm sorry. Darth and Schmirtz. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Darth and Schmirtz. Uh, basically he painted a big red X on the floor. And if you do that, people are going to stand on it. Uh, and he just had a carbonite chamber down there. Yeah. Uh, so he froze, uh, agent P. Ferb uh, felt it with it. With and Ferb felt it with the force. So he went to go save him. Um, that's right. when we see what this, go ahead. This is, this is how you know that, that Doofenshmirtz is like a bad villain. Like he's bad at being a villain. He built this Sithinator and he's like, OK, I need to make sure it works. This thing is supposed to imbue someone with the power of the Sith, the dark side of the force and turn them evil. I'm going to give all of this power to my rival. 
Harry right. the Platypus. That's the actual plan. So yeah, so he's going to shoot him with that, and he's going to join the dark dark side with him. Um, is the plan, but Ferb gets there just in time and uh, moves Agent P out of the way and gets hit with the Sithinator. And he Ferb is now evil. Evil Ferb. Evil Ferb. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do we? So Agent P escapes, starts attacking Doofenshmirtz. Um, Doofenshmirtz needed to recharge the. Yeah, so he's gonna go get more garbage. And there's a great gag where he has to go to the Dianoga to get it. <laughs> I love uh, that the Dianoga, like, pulls Luke in. He's like, no, that's not trash. That's a person. Let him a, go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's <laughs> that's a great gag. Um, I just love the Dianoga. The so Dianoga seeing the Dianoga anywhere, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty happy. Um, there's a really good, we'll talk about it maybe on another episode. There's a really good Dianoga story in the, uh, from a certain point of view book. Oh, yes. I have read that one. It's really good. Um... There's a Dianoga in um, a couple places at Galaxy's Edge. Nice. The Star Wars land at, in Disneyland. That's fun. Uh, we so should do an episode happy. about Galaxy's Edge. Well, I should go to Galaxy's Edge, and then we'll do an episode about Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I'm going to wait a little bit while it reopens. But... Well, yeah, I'm not, not anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down to do one. That'd be fun. That could be really cool. Because, um, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool to go and, and talk to the, the characters and everything. Yeah. But, um, um, let's see. So, Phineas... Um, gives the disc to Isabella, tells her to go take it back to the, uh, mm -hmm. rebellion. Because she, um, he's so, got to go save Ferb. So he goes to save Ferb. Ferb's been left alone, and Ferb and, and Phineas are notoriously, like, great inventors. So, while he's alone, he makes the Sithinator actually a good weapon. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's so dope. Um, it has like he, nine cannons or something on it. It's 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 awesome. And he's painted like Darth Maul <laughs> um, at this point. I like that Phineas is like cool face paint. Yeah, because it, it is cool face paint. It is cool face paint. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, Zabrak appropriation because like it's probably a little bit. Yeah, because that's like cultural, right? For them. Yeah, they're yeah. So, you know, shame on you, but I guess he's evil. He's evil, evil so, so what, that's the kind he doesn't of thing care he does. if he's appropriating other... Yeah, he's an evil, yeah, Sith. Um, so, yeah, so they have a big fight um, when uh, and the um, when Isabella goes to Rebellion and gets the plans just in time, because uh, the Rebellion, the uh, rebel mechanics were freaking out. They're like, where are the plans? We, oh, no, it's maybe empty. Maybe we dropped them. Um, maybe it's on the flight deck and then is going to leave um but the a combination of the girl scouts showing up yeah and talking to her and her going to the I uh, love I love Masasi bar I love Masasi the Firestar girls being like we're literally children that's how <laughs> desperate this is <laughs> exactly uh, so they they have a pep talk and she's like, no, I don't want to, anything to do with this. Yeah. Um, it does make me wonder, do you think the Masasi Temple has a bar? Almost certainly. You think so? There's a whole rebellion base was... there. Like, I'm sure once you get enough people together, regardless of the space you're in, someone's going to open a bar. So, well, so that means you need to have supply lines where you bring in alcohol. That's right, true. Among other things. Uh, and do you think the bar was 
built afterwards by the rebellion or is it part of the temple was there oh, always is there a already bar a room? bar in the temple because it's no, their ancient ruins I, right? my assumption is that the temple was empty for a long time before the rebellion showed up okay and i there's probably wasn't a if there was a bar in the temple we probably wouldn't recognize it as a bar because you know, now come we to have think left of it they probably work. weren't even still in the masasi temple but it's still i still wonder if there was a bar in the masasi temple <laughs> i would go to a masasi temple bar like if that was oh yeah that'd sure. be pretty cool um it's a ma- yeah, they i were think probably, it's a because han leaves too it's both that han sequence. and isabella have left the two of them after both of them had said goodbye and like do you think i'm even going to show back up yeah. The two of them inspiring each other, like Chewbacca really being the one to be like, yeah, no, you have friends like go help your friends. Yeah, um, is really good. I thought it was a really good scene. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, like it was well done. Um, They talked, you know, the way they interacted were, you know, like they knew each they're other. Old from, rivals. Yeah, they're old rivals. I like that. It's um, also great because Isabella's like, what, 13? Yeah, well, we don't know. She's about know. the same age as Phineas, which is whatever. Who knows how old these kids are supposed to be? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they have they have a rival rivalry going, and uh, yeah, so they basically kind of convince each other to go. You know what? No, we have to go back. We have to um, help our friends. So we know what happens with Han Solo, but uh, we don't really know what Isabella's gonna do. So she goes and she's like. Mm. You know, uh-huh. I, I have nothing to prove. A bomb. So then back on the Death Star, uh, Phineas right. finds Ferb and they have a showdown. Uh, Ferb is evil now. He is yeah. coming after his brother. He's like, join me on the dark side. If you don't join me, my only choice is to destroy you. I like Phineas being like, OK, I can see that you're serious. <laughs> yeah. It took him a while. To be fair, you can see it, it, he's kind of thick sometimes with that, especially with yeah, uh, any he sort didn't of negative. Wanna, it took him a long time to accept that his brother was serious about being a bad guy. Right. Right. Um, um, but also, like, what? what... I can't think of a more perfect vector than Phineas and Ferb to allow characters create just the most absurd lightsabers. Yes. Because that's yes. what they do. Like they both yeah, they both are like, oh, we're doing upgrades and they just, just create give me a crazy, sec. crazy lightsabers. I know. Um, it's like it's like a sword that has a a spinning blade that spins so fast it's like a shield cross guard style thing, and like there's like seven or eight different blades shooting out of each side of their double sided lights. It's ridiculous and I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty awesome. They do this whole thing. Oh, we forgot. While Phineas is running to go help Ferb, yeah, he runs into Candace, yes. uh, Candace and the gang. Um, and uh, during their like scuffle, Candace almost falls off a cliff. Yeah, or off the into a bottomless pit, which the Death Star is known for. Uh, and uh, Phineas comes back and saves her because she needed because, saving, and he's yeah, just like, "Yep, Phineas is a good guy." And, she, and that a gives her guy. a whole. Uh, are crisis we, of I like the I like the conversation between her and Buford and Belgite about like are we the good guys? This is literally we literally just blew up Alderaan and that's hard yeah. to justify morally. Yeah, think about how much money um Darth and Schmertz lost from his timeshare. <laughs> 
as he mentions that his timeshare was finally worth five times what he bought it for. And then it blew up Alderaan, behind him. Literally behind him. So, so This movie's yeah, good. I think this is good. really good. Um I yeah, might watch so they this go again. through they have a final confrontation. Um Phineas throws his uh Throws his, his broken, broken lightsaber. lightsaber. Yeah, Ferb like crushes his lightsaber hilt with the force. Yeah. Why has and, no one uh, done that in like mainline Star Wars? That seems you like I figure that takes easy... an enormous amount of force. I guess you're. Pro- yeah, Not, you're probably no right. pun intended, but <laughs> yeah, the the amount of force to crush something is not exactly crushing a windpipe I, yeah um, i guess that's true that's true it takes a lot less a lot less force yeah. to crush a windpipe so yeah so he throws his broken lightsaber it lands in the self-destruct port of the sithinator <laughs> um which you got to imagine was a darth and schmertz uh-huh. like design yep 100 percent. but herb had completely redone this whole thing he forgot and he about still the didn't fit. Board. He didn't fix the self-destruct part. No. Um, so yeah, so that explodes the Sithinator. It falls on Ferb, and Ferb comes back, and he's normal again. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even have face paint anymore. I know, the face um, paint just, like, It just fell evaporates. off of him. It, it's, it was attached to the evil. Um, <laughs> evil face paint. Yeah. So yeah you so must they be go... this Sith to wear this face <laughs> exactly. paint. Exactly, and it just kind of comes... It's just like being... <laughs> Um, I think in the KOTOR games, as you become more evil, your face starts ah, changing. Yeah. In, uh, well, maybe it was SWOTOR. <laughs> but anyway, the, the other public. So it's like, yeah, as you become more Fable evil, your face... also. Doesn't Fable yeah, do that? Yeah, that does it too. Yeah. Yeah, your face follows, uh-huh. and you become more evil. Um, so they redeem Ferb. Thank God. Yeah, Ferb, they redeem Ferb. Uh, speaking of, I did a little bit of research into, like, people, like, the actors in this movie... And there, you know, we can shout out everybody, but like Thomas Brody Sangster is Ferb. He was Jojen Reed in Game of Thrones, and he also has a cameo in Last Jedi. Oh wow! He's like he's that actor who like perpetually yes, looks I know like Jojen. he's a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know he was Ferb because I Ferb, did not know he was Ferb. Ferb is such a deep voice. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. But I I found that out today. I was like, yo, I should shout out Ferb. That's it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like him. He's he was really good in Game of Thrones, and every time I see him pop up and stuff, I'm like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Because cool. he's in a lot of stuff, which is good. Good for him. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, Candace shows up, also saves, also helps saves Phineas. Phineas doesn't do a whole lot to save himself, it seems like. No. Except throw that. He throws the... Well, uh, the thing is, like, Phineas trusts and believes in other people, and it works for him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, they're talking about it and he's like, oh, I'll never get to know my sister. Like she, she left when I was a baby and Candace is like, Phineas? He's like, oh, it's my sister. I like, they have like a group hug and she's like, why is this kid hugging me? Yeah. Like, oh, he's my sister. It's still a better brother-sister reveal than the Luke and Leia one. Uh Uh-huh. I I swear to God, they have this hugging moment. And then yeah. we see the Death Star explode, and I was like, yeah. "Did they really just do that? Did they yeah. really just kill our principal people?" It's a good, it's a good thing because then you know Isabella has now proven that she came back and rescued yeah. everybody, yeah. and not just them. Uh, 
She had the Firestar uh, Girls. Have the Firestar saved Girls. All of the innocents that happened to work on the Death Star. Yeah, like the baristas and the like, everyone who just kind of supports. Uh huh. Uh, who's there to just make a money? You know, make a living. Really, she's funny. driving uh, one of those uh, transport ships that we see in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, and she's and that's full of uh, all of those people. It's good. It's um, so funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's very good. Uh, and then they go back and they have the um, medal ceremony and then a dance number. And a party, and, yeah. Yeah, that's the only way to end anything, in my opinion. Any story needs to end with a, a dance number. A hundred percent. Including tragedies and dramas. If you haven't done, um, if you if you don't have a if you don't have a dance number at the end, yeah, you've you've messed up. Yeah. And I include every single Star Wars movie in that. Um, none <laughs> of them have ended in dance numbers. And I think that's a flaw. Um, they, you know, yeah, you're right. I, I can see you looking, Gary. There, I was like, I was like, there are musical numbers, guess, but they aren't dance. No, numbers. actually, Return of the Jedi ends in a dance as number. A dance number? I would say that's a dance number. That's the closest we get, right? That's the clo- That is the closest we get. the uh, The next closest thing I think is maybe the Phantom Menace parade. Mm. Yeah, but even I'll that ends it. with like the burning of. Qui Gon, so like no, no, it's it ends with um Boss Nass oh. lifting a big globe over his head. No, no, the music comes after him doing that, doesn't it? No, that's like the end of it, right? I don't. It's oh my been, gosh, we're just gonna argue about this. Uh, we should not. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about we'll the mainline movies in another episode. Yeah, please correct us on Twitter uh, so, in our archives well, pod. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> tweet at us, please. <laughs> we need that sweet, sweet um, engagement. <laughs> Yeah. Uh so yeah, so that's so yeah, I think yeah, I think Return of the Jedi I I'm really, gonna correct myself and say Return of the Jedi is a dance number. I really enjoyed um, Phineas and Ferb's Star Wars special. I did as well. It's one of my yeah. Like I said, I have a few parodies that I really, really love. Um The Lego Droid Tales is another Droid Tales one is so on, good. That's a that's a amazing one on Disney Plus as well, if people are interested. Talk about Droid um, Tales. But that's sometime. more of a show. Yeah, it'd be down. Maybe next, uh, what do we say? The next time our show will seven fall on and April half, 1st. Seven years from now, I think we have yeah, an April 1st episode. So yeah, in seven years, we'll talk about details. <laughs> um, once, uh, once we've done that, so. I'm going to put yeah, a notification so, in my phone. Yeah, there you go. Talk about droid tales this time. Um, so yeah, so those are the two uh, parodies we want to talk about here. Uh, happy April Fool's Day, everyone. Happy April Fool's uh, Day. Don't do a joke that's too uh, mean. <laughs> I hope no one did any mean jokes yeah. to you. Yeah. Uh, there's no point. Just make it funny for everybody. Yeah, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of practical jokes, if I'm being honest. Some practical jokes are funny if they're as long as it's not like. Yeah, but like so many of them, the ones that like the sh- shows that get popular about practical jokes are mean spirited. Yeah. And like, like I don't mind the the like plastic wrap on the doorway where everyone's it's a minor inconvenience yeah, and it's totally. kind of funny, you know, for once. But yeah, stuff like that is, is fine. But yeah, that's a whole we'll do a whole nother podcast <laughs> on we, practical jokes. No, we won't. Star Wars practical jokes. Um, <laughs> but yeah. We'll do that in like 15 years when we have the next next. Yeah, we're really good about scheduling here. <laughs> we have everything locked in for seven years and now to 15 years. So um I know if anyone wants to suggest topics, maybe we'll do those in 16 years. <laughs> um, but still, and our everything else is pod. fully booked. <laughs> but yeah, we're booked up for 16 years. So, um, 
anyway uh thanks for uh um, listening guys hope you enjoyed this episode um if you didn't i'm sorry um <laughs> but thanks for sticking with it for uh as long as you did uh and um yeah th- this is uh that's been our deep dive. We've actually archived uh, two parodies to the to the archives I know. now. Um, before we've done a lot of the other we've uh, canon them. stuff, but, it's too late. Um, but they're committed to the archives. Um, so yeah, once again, um, you can follow us here at NR Archives Pod. Um, you can also uh, go ahead and check out uh, DuelingGenre.com. Um, There's a bunch of other really sit- fun shows. Yeah, tons of tons of shows you'll like uh, if you are enjoying this one. If you go to, uh, if you want to support our Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support is the Dueling Genre Patreon page. There are two exclusive shows that are running right now. Uh, Dueling Genre Versus, which is a show that is going through different TV series. I think right now they're covering... Uh, the Batman animated series. Tim and I were on episode last season talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And also uh, Dueling Genre Tonight, which every week is a sort of pop culture news show with a rotating panel of guests, which I've been on. I don't think Tim has been on yet, but... Yeah, we've totally... We were on together. Which one? Oh, yeah, we did, like, one of the first ones. We did, like, episode... Yeah, we did it. It was two. a really long about, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did a, we did a really I've long been one. on it a couple times, but the episodes I was on were, like, weird... Like, not really tonight episodes, because we talked about uh, the Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition, and we talked about Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League cut. So those weren't, like, news I episodes, still watched but those it, are both but... there. Um, so yeah. you can you can follow that at uh, duelinggenre.com slash support. I think for $5 a month, you get both of those shows, as well as special content from all of the other podcasts on the network. Um, so check that out as well. Yeah, and don't forget to rate uh on whatever you want uh, listen to your the mm-hmm. podcasts on and uh yeah any feedback is great we love to hear from you guys so um would be happy to hear from you guys um but yeah i think that'll do it for this episode uh thank you so much guys and remember if it's not in the archives and it doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs>